everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, it was just Thanksgiving, and people went online, Mormons specifically, and Gave made thanks. a hashtag trend in a really annoying way. Oh my God, it was the worst. If you have Mormon <laughs> friends, you know what we're talking about. Uh, but we'll, we're going to dive into it. We're going we're gonna to take the Mormons to to task for their hashtagging for being rampant hashtagging (laughs) at the behest of a prophet yeah 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 that's right prophetic hashtagging (laughs) well anyway dan yeah i've got and it's kind of an it's become an annual tradition i think and if this hasn't been every single year it, it just absolutely needs to here on the show uh the the liberty council which is a, um, what is it? A a, 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 a group of lawyers, a hate group of lawyers, conservative um, Christian <laughs> nonsense group. Yeah. They sort of try to be like the conservative ACLU, right? Like they take right. on these issues and they, there you go. Right. Um, anyway, every year, uh, to mark the beginning of the holiday season and to uh, push the whole idea that there is a war on Christmas, which of course there's not. Um, well, they're they're having a war. Yeah, the rest of us aren't showing up, <laughs> but they're having a war. <laughs> Theirs is a war for Christmas, uh, under the banner of there being a war on Christmas. And really, what their big beef is is that retailers in this country had started a trend toward. Uh, very nice, more inclusive um, phrasing of happy holidays, right? <sighs> um, or, you know, mentioning their, you know, holiday sales and this and that. Because, and this is true about this time of year, there are multiple <laughs> holidays. What? How dare you? <laughs> there is only one that counts. And that is their definite official stance there is only one holiday to be celebrating this year everybody there is one reason for the season right is christmas and uh and so so there's that so they release every year fuck your kwanzaa and (laughs) you can go you can go screw yourself on uh on uh hanukkah and uh, you know what screw thanksgiving too all of it fuck it all (laughs) oh they like thanksgiving but um no, they uh, so they released their annual naughty and nice list of retailers, <laughs> right? Uh, and uh, I just want to read a couple of the nice ones so you get a sense of what what they're looking for, right? <laughs> what what they what they want, and then we'll move on to the naughty ones, which of course are our recommendations for places right. to actually support this year. <laughs> it's very nice of them to make a list that we don't so that we don't have to just go support these retailers. Yeah. They're doing it right. So so the ones the ones so, that we the the they like are who? Yeah, well they love American Eagle Outfitters. Oh. Uh it says while there are not many Christmas themed items on the American Eagle website, the term Christmas is used often in their product titles and descriptions. So they're happy about it. Oh. Um, they like Bath and Body Works, Beale's Department Store, uh they like Best Buy. Um, oh. They said that uh, 
they <laughs> this this is what gets best buy on the list uh even though they don't carry traditional christmas decorations they do have quite a selection of christmas movies and they also sell christmas <laughs> sheet music i didn't even know best buy sold sheet music they sell sheet music uh, I didn't even know people. It was this Tin Pan Alley, like right? selling Do they, t- sheet music and movies. Who gets movies at a store anymore? <laughs> Apparently, Christians. Movies um, come from streaming boxes, <laughs> and Best Buy sells those. Is that what they're talking about? I don't know. Oh my god. Um, there's a website called ChristmasPlace.com. I guess there was some <laughs> question about whether this place this website was going to make the list or not um <laughs> because there are quite a few items labeled as holiday you know oh they my God. felt the need to point this out to christmasplace.com wow um but there are many more prominent products that are labeled as christmas there are also plenty of items that have merry christmas on them as well oh, as a large God. selection of nativity scenes it's christmasplace.com <laughs> That is fucking amazing. <laughs> like they they were ready to take it off the list. They were they were considering it. They looked into it and then they were like, oh, "Okay, actually I'm going to give it to them." Yeah. Anyway, so that's the kind of stuff they're looking for. They're just they just want to see the word Christmas. They want to see um as many like religious stuff like nativity scenes. Um yeah. they just a Santa Claus is not going to get you onto the list right it's not yeah. just that it is something that's closely related to or associated with the the, the holiday right anyway uh now on to some of the naughties um burlington coat factory oh no Damn, they made they made the naughty list uh because they've been featuring hot holiday deals <laughs> uh and gift cards emphasizing happy holidays uh, in addition to that, they also lack any emphasis on giving, on gift giving for the season, and a severe lack of Christmas advertising with biblical meaning. <laughs> Burlington, where are you, man? Burlington, show up. Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh um, man! While they do use a generic Christmas color uh, design sort of concept with like red sure. and green there's no yeah. reference to the reason for the season oh there's no reference to christmas and only a handful of holiday references um, I'm so mad. and so no uh gap inc fails they're totally naughty right aid right aid uh, apparently they use phrases like holiday shop and that they're the a destination for your holiday needs Oh. And that shop right aid. Oh, they say to shop right aid for the best holiday offers. This is terrible. Target. Oh my God. Target. They have surprisingly few mentions of Christmas. They actually mention Christmas. They actually say it, right? But not good right. enough. Um they they uh they say things like uh pack your season full of Mary. And they and they offer <laughs> uh seasonal ugly sweaters. That's offensive yeah. to them, apparently. I don't know why. Oh, my God. Um, and now, for the cream of the crop, the one that they absolutely fucking hate, Lord and Taylor. Oh. Um, now, apparently, um, they they uh, have 
incorporated Christmas language into their products and marketing. However, the company falls short of portraying what the Christmas season is about. Their reindeers and printed Santas hide the love of the nativity and reason for gift giving. It is so hard to be a Christian. (laughs) It is so hard. My God, all of these stores are offering them deals and festive decorations, right? Yeah. Because of their stupid holiday. On it. Christmas is the supreme holiday of the season, right? Like it is the one that like all others fail to compare to. Oh, right? Yeah. Because because Christmas is it, it is it's just so chock full of it's it's so rich, right? It, it has everything that you could possibly want. It has so many cartoons and different themes and stories and this and that. Like it's just epic it's, as far as holidays it, go. I mean, this whole thing is just privilege watch, yeah. right? Like the entire thing is like, uh, uh-uh, our privilege is slipping over there. We're gonna have to get that back. Oh, you bring that privilege right back here. <laughs> we need to exclude other people. Uh, and we are not excluding any of the right people yeah, at this point. Exactly, and that is exactly it. Like the reason for the season apparently is is there? Es- yeah, there's exclusion of others. Well, That's, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna keep on that theme. Oh, good, uh, because I, there, a, a new uh, poll has come out okay. from the Public Religion Research Institute. Uh, this is a survey, and they they carved out a really interesting category for themselves, uh, demographic category, and that category they call they're terming it Fox News Republicans. Oh, so, so they're saying that these are people; these are Republicans who are uh, who take as their primary mode of getting news Fox News. Oh boy! Uh, now, amazingly, Fox News in recent times has become sort of like the not farthest right place that people are going <laughs> now <laughs> so that's kind of crazy it's obscene is what it is but uh but it's plenty all the way to the right uh, and apparently 40 percent of republicans in their in this survey uh they would label fox news republicans okay so of the Fox News Republicans, so there were lots of questions that they asked, but one of the questions was, uh, which populations in these United States face discrimination? Oh, no. I mean, you can guess where it's going, <laughs> but the numbers are insane. No. Am I, I going to Fox- hurt? After this. Oh, my God. It's like a kick from a mule. You ready for this? <laughs> 73% said that Christians uh, are the top most discriminated no. against category in the United States of oh America. God. Okay. Already ridiculous. But what are the other categories? Just so uh, that we know who they people. beat out. Obviously, it's white people. At almost 60% of them saying white people and Christians are the top most discriminated against people in the United States of America. 
That's so it's stupid. astounding. That's so stupid. Black people came in at 36%, Hispanic <laughs> at 34 and Asian people at 27%. Oh, no. No. Oh, my God. <sighs> Interestingly, That's Republicans insanity. who don't view Fox as their as their main source of, of news, uh, they changed... They, they flipped the script, sw the script quite dramatically. They're still, uh, they still think that Christians are, uh, are, are very put upon, but only at 54%. So, <laughs> wow. A little over half of them still think that Christians are the ones who get the discrimination, uh, which is amazing. And about the same as white people, they still think white people are the ones who are most discriminated against. It, well, again, but it's the idea that the loss of privilege feels like discrimination. Mm -hmm. Like and so, because it because that is what they're experiencing right now, is other groups, you know, demanding their rights. It's yeah. fucked up. It's ridiculous. But um, I don't know. Good. It's so crazy. <laughs> I'm glad crazy, they feel though. so put upon. It must. It must just really suck to for it's once so feel hard so to be put them. upon. They're the real. Ugh. They're the ones who are who should be rioting. Think well, of, I mean, when you really think about it, just you wait. <laughs> oh my God! Don't. Like, I can't just, handle just, it right now. Just, just it you may, wait. You may be right, uh, but I. That's that. That's not the Christmas present that I want. <laughs> oh my God! These people, like the thought, they these people all think that a Christian white person in this country suffers more prejudice than a black person it's in this country it's truly unbelievable and like, it and it says so much that there is such a difference between even just these two groups of republicans right and sort of their perception yeah. because it tells you so much about the messaging that they are hearing from fox news that yeah. and, and that, that, that this is this is a drum that they are beating so fucking hard over there to keep white republicans just bailed a murderer out of yeah. jail yeah this kyle rittenhouse yeah do you think that there's any chance that a had he been black that they would have raised the money like charles in charge would not be raising money <laughs> oh, for God. even even if he was like anti-black lives matter a black guy would not be out of jail right now i know it's something else. It's insane. It is something it's insane. Else. Our country is upside down and backwards. Yeah. Well, do you want me to make you feel better? I would love that. Okay. Well, then I uh, I wish I could. Uh, oh, goddamn you! Because <laughs> I'm You're actually a bad person. <laughs> I'm actually going to uh, address uh, what I'm sure everybody heard about this week, which was um, the Supreme Court's decision um, about uh, New York State's religious gathering limitations yeah. that they had, right? They sort of capped the number of people. So like when, because New York is using like this uh, red zone, orange zone, this colored heat right. map, right? To basically say w which areas are sort of most at risk for community spread of COVID-19. Right. And, um, and in the, the, and graciously, right? New York state in the, hottest zones in the red zones they were still allowing 
churches and synagogues and ostensibly mosques and religious groups to meet uh, as long as there were no more than 10 persons in 10 people in attendance. Right. right? And um, (laughs) this, however, was just not enough, uh, in particular for the Catholics uh, and some Jewish communities uh, that um, an, an Orthodox Jewish group that actually ended up suing uh and uh, the the case went to the supreme court where surprise surprise the new um conservative religious majority on the court um has uh sided with the churches and this is this is after you know prior recent um supreme court decisions that actually sided with like the state of california Right. Right. Um, instead of with the, the, the religious groups that were in opposition to, to but these But they limits. got themselves a Coney Barrett now. Now they have that majority on the court, and it's this is what we get now. This is, and so this is a great example of what's of the kind of stuff that's going to be coming. And I, and I think, I think, unfortunately for me, you know, kind of like my little secret little tiny secret hope is that was that you know even though these are really conservative people um that they are you know maybe because they're educated you know and that they've you know maybe hopefully they have um curious minds (laughs) you you were thinking maybe we could still have nice things maybe maybe there would be an occasional decision that 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 sort of surprised us right um and uh and maybe there will be i don't know but i want to read a little bit uh, of some of the opinions that came out as part of this specifically from uh gorsuch and kavanaugh okay uh, and then we'll get to um the minorities uh response um okay. so as as you guys may or may not know, uh, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh are both concert part of the conservative side, and so they were in the majority on this. These are, these are the guys that uh, that Trump and these uh, are Trump appointees. Yeah, this, appointed before yeah. Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so Gorsuch says that so at least according to the governor, it may be unsafe to go to church, but it is always fine to pick up another bottle of wine shop for a new bike or spend the afternoon exploring your distal points and meridians. Oh, because sort of, um, uh, they, they picked up on the fact that, uh, acupuncture facilities are allowed to operate, um, which they probably shouldn't be either. They probably shouldn't be. Yeah. They're nonsense. And, <laughs> but for, they're probably deemed medical. They probably somehow got themselves lumped into right. medical. Um, who knew public health would so perfectly align with secular convenience. The only explanation for treating religious places differently seems to be a judgment that what happens there just isn't as essential at what happens in secular spaces. Uh, Indeed, (laughs) the governor is remarkably frank about this. In his judgment, laundry and liquor, travel and tools are all essential, while traditional religious exercises are not. That is exactly the kind of discrimination the First Amendment forbids. So that's some of the really good, solid thinking and and deep analysis of what these rules are right. all about that Gorsuch decided to 
uh, weigh in with. Um, and then, uh, Brett Kavanaugh says, uh, the state argues that it is, it is not impermissibly discriminated against that it has not impermissibly discriminated against religion because some secular businesses such as movie theaters must remain closed and are thus treated less favorably than houses of worship. But under this court's precedence, it does not suffice for a state to point out that, as compared to houses of worship, some secular businesses are subject to similarly severe or even more severe restrictions. Um, Why not? (laughs) That should be a perfect comparison. It should be. Um, A big gathering of of lots and lots of people in an enclosed space. That's your comparison point. That's yeah. exactly what yeah. you need to, to be comparing and it to. And guess what Sotomayor and Kagan, liberals on the on the court, what right. they had to say uh, in, in their response. Um, uh, let's see. They say, but Justice Gorsuch does not even try to square his examples with the conditions medical experts tell us facilitate the spread of COVID-19. Large groups of people gathering, speaking, and singing in close proximity indoors for extended periods of time. Unlike religious services, which have every one of those risk factors, bike repair shops and liquor stores generally do not feature customers gathering inside to sing and speak together for an hour or more at a time. Yeah. Um, It's not even... That's... There's an interesting point. They, Gorsuch and and uh, and and what's his name, forgot to even mention the virus. Yeah, like all they care about is sort of that the special privilege of going to church is infringed upon. Right. Um. Versus there's the special a reason privilege why that's happening. Of, yes. And you're not even talking exactly. about exactly, which is how the disease spreads, how this virus spreads. Yeah. Um, uh, he says, uh, or she, they say, uh, epidemiologists and physicians generally agree that religious services are among the re- the riskiest activities. Justices of this court play a deadly game in second guessing the expert judgment of health officials about the environments in which a contagious virus now infecting a million Americans each week spreads most easily. Yeah. Good, good. Thank you, Kagan and uh, Sotomayor. Uh, yeah. Sadly, um, they were in the minority. 5-4, Justice Roberts, who was used to be a conservative on the court, then was right. its ideological center, is now actually left of center. <sighs> I guess. On that I court. I don't know. He's is been logic He's left of center? <laughs> I'm saying of where the, that, the center of that court's ideo- ideological center is. Right. It is oh, not... Yeah. Uh, Roberts anymore and I was uncomfortable yeah. when it was Roberts because right you know because that's still he is the swing vote was was like well that's a weird weird thing and now yeah. not not you know <laughs> but hashtag pack the court all right no kidding. uh that's depressing and I am going to get even more depressing <sighs> as we talk about a little more jurisprudence here in these United States uh because the uh what circuit court is it one of the the 11th Circuit Court, based in Atlanta, uh, has found that uh, bans on conversion therapy, gay conversion oh. therapy for young people, uh, that's not constitutional, according oh, to them. Oh, God. Oh, God. They have ruled, they have ruled that uh, it is, and it, the basis of this ruling is so baffling to me that I... I like want to bang my head against things 
they're basically saying that therapists have a First Amendment free speech right to say whatever they need to say in therapy. So they're talking about talk therapy and saying that because these therapists want to talk to these kids about trying to make them not gay anymore, they, uh, they have, it would be an infringement on their first, on their free speech rights to tell them that they can't, that that they can't do that. So, I mean, with that reasoning, it seems like, um, therapists are completely unleashed of any ethical bounds whatsoever. It seems that way. Because they can say whatever the fuck they want at this point. Because, look, the vast majority of the therapeutic community recognizes, uh, especially for minors, that what so-called conversion therapy is is basically torture. It is. You are basically torturing children. But it's okay, according to the courts, uh, because of... Their free speech. Oh, golly gee. That's not really sick. Not awesome. Liberty Liberty Council's involved, of, of course. Of course they are. Yeah. Uh and and yeah, this is a their uh their founder, Matt Staver, uh, had this to say, quote, This is a huge victory for counselors and their clients to choose the council of their choice, free of political censorship from government ideologues. Yeah. God, that's going to go to the Supreme Court, and that's going to... That's not going to be good. That's not going to be good at all. This is literally the torture of children, Uh, and that's apparently okay now. And that's what it needs to continue to be. We... The... the, We... God, I hate to to skip so quickly to, okay, well, this is how we have to handle this, but I think we, we have got to get the messaging really solid about this and it's got it we got to get it out there far and wide to try to minimize this to shame this practice as much as possible and the majority of this country agrees with us they get it they get it this is a minority in this country that is fighting for their right to be able to abuse children yeah yeah it's unbelievable the the two shitbag therapists that brought this suit uh cited that the the dsm the uh diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders which was the which which is sort of the uh the bible of of psychotherapy in the united states uh used to categorize homosexuality as a disorder so and now it doesn't. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, 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 look at the past, man, god. and uh, and then you can see why we want to do this. Oh my god, it's just, it, yeah, uh, it's insane. It's insane. <sighs> All right. So there you go. Well, Dan. Yeah. I'm gonna cheer you up. Oh, you said that before. <laughs> No, this you, time you have lied no. to me before. <laughs> I've been burned on this podcast by you, Frank. No, Dan, Dan, believe me, believe me. Well, let's just see. Let's see how you take this one. Okay. It's a silly story. <laughs> well, okay. But all these handle. things from a certain perspective are silly. Yeah. I don't know if it feels so silly to a couple executives at Netflix um, who are 
potentially going to be facing charges in India over um, a, a show that is running on Netflix currently uh, okay. called A Suitable Boy. Um, oh. It's set in, in uh, post-partition India. Uh, okay. And it's the story of a young girl's quest to find love uh, with her family's approval. And apparently oh. there's a really important scene in, in the, in the show. Uh, the, the, what, what's important here is the young girl is, is Hindu, right? Sure. Uh, like you do. And she's in college and the scene shows her kissing a Muslim boy, um, <sighs> with a, a temple, I guess, in the background. That is a big hint. Don't. <laughs> Uh, um, apparently this has left some of uh, some leaders in India um, specifically those belonging to the uh, Bharatiya Janata Party which is currently the ruling party it's the BJP oh this this is the Hindu Nationalist Nationalist Party Um, and I didn't know that's what it was called the BJP everyone uh, much easier than for us English, you know, American English right. speakers than, uh, than, than, than the real name of what it. What it's actually called. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, they believe that it hurts religious sentiments, which is against Ooh. the law in India. Yeah. They don't That's allow a... you to hurt religious sentiments. Yeah, um, somebody somebody might think that that's not okay, and then, and also in any country that has any law about hurting religious sentiments, yeah, th- it really only applies to the whatever the majority religion is, <laughs> yeah, including yeah. the United States of America doesn't have a specific law mm. that's about that. But as we've been talking about, boy howdy, when you run afoul of Christianity, they're gonna rule against you. Yeah. Well, uh, as I said before, um, a police complaint has been filed. Um, I don't know that that if that means that charges are forthcoming or or whatnot, but uh, the the chart or the complaint has been filed, and they are demanding that the show's uh, makers apologize and remove the objectionable scenes that promote. Get this, Dan, love jihad. Oh my God! Which is that's amazing, right? That's the yeah most amazing phrase I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's a right-wing Islamophobic theory in India uh, that Muslim men lure Hindu women into marriage for the sole purpose of converting them to Islam. Oh, so wow. that is that is a long way to go. Yeah, for a conversion. Yeah, um, well, I wonder if the Mormons are going to catch on to that one. <laughs> it's their only hope. Um, if convicted, uh, the Netflix executives could get up to three years of jail time and a heavy fine. Wow. And apparently, yeah. So not cool. Yeah. I, do I get to, I, I want to know who our listeners are in India and if they get to sue for like these ding-dongs offending their religious sensibilities <laughs> right because like uh, where does where does where, where where does that end right like yeah. it seems like anything well i mean i mean i don't know obviously there's a complicated history there you're correct in saying that it obviously 
also um, favors the religious my you know majority, right? But there's also a really complicated and you know history amongst the religious groups, yeah. and and I'm I'm sure that this law came out of an intention we're with an intention to kind of you know calm the 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 rhetoric right right but at a certain point you you gotta you also just have to be like well we're what about basic like free speech and like yeah this is story there's nothing offensive in this story if you normally allow a couple to kiss you can't really get picky and choosy about who the couple is watch them you know (laughs) <laughs> they can get as picky and choosy as they damn well want to. They're in the majority. Oh, golly. Anyway, uh, listen, I am going to tell uh, an actually good story uh, right now. That's how we're going to close For this realsies? out. For realsies? For uh, realsies. I mean, it starts with a bad story, and that <laughs> is you'll be, you'll be shocked to learn that it, within the Catholic Church, there seems to have been a rampant... Uh, child molestation by clergy. Mm. I'm sure you didn't know. Uh, I'm, I'm never break- heard such this a thing. Breaking that news. is uh, quite the allegation, Dan. It you is quite better the be allegation. able to back that up. I mean, y- you and I at one point did say that, like, if you've got a diocese, you've got a problem. That is basically <laughs> the uh, the the uh, the foundational premise of the TGIA view on Catholicism. <laughs> Um, but there's something is actually being done about it. Hmm. Uh, Attorney General and personal hero of mine, Letitia James of New York State, has sued the Diocese of Buffalo uh, along with two of their former bishops, hmm. uh, Bishops Richard Malone and Edward Groz, for uh, <laughs> for a whole bunch of allegations, including abuse by you know priestly abuse that was either inadequately investigated or not investigated at all this diocese at one point you'll recall released uh, a a list of names of priests who had who had been credibly accused of sexual abuse um it was the the list was 42 names long mm. which is a lot of priests mm. that's unreal uh, not really though uh i mean that is a lot of priests for a single diocese however there was another list before that that had 106 names on it and that was our the the 42 one was just the expurgated version because they they knocked a whole bunch of names off of it because they didn't want to make them, I don't know, they didn't want to get other priests in trouble. Mm. And even that list was incomplete because the complete list, which included deacons and nuns and lay employees, had 324 names on it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, suffice it to say that Attorney General uh, James... She uh, she's stepping in. She's uh, she's got a big lawsuit now happening, and we'll see what that what happens with it. I don't know. Seems but, like a uh, seems like a stretch, Dan. For her, you know, like, <laughs> just doesn't seem like there's anything there. Well, they've been compiling they've been compiling evidence for a, about two years now, and uh, they're finally ready to uh, to dive in. Yeah, absolutely so. horrifying. 
hopefully uh, there will be continual good news yeah. coming out of New York about just shutting them the fuck down. I mean, that's what needs to happen, right? It's all that you can do. Like, it's, like at, this, at this point, it's it's what yeah, it's what the they Catholic deserve Church has like at this point. They, they have like two industries going. They've got the you know smoke the the incense and a cracker industry on one side of things and then the child rape industry on the other side of things it's like you guys you got it's got to be shut down yeah. you got to figure this out someone needs it's to just, it's insane turn, yeah. they're covering it up yeah. it's so like yeah. when you when you get uh you know when you get a credible uh accusation all you got to do is not cover it up yeah but that's not that's not kind of their thing. They, so somebody should really turn QAnon's attention onto the mm. Catholic Church, right? Because their whole thing is about, you know, child oh, sex they're abuse. They're big into cabals yeah. of child sexual abuse. And somehow they've missed the, the real one. The obvious <laughs> the, 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 true the one. one that actually is like right over there. <laughs> like, yeah. like guys, like just pay attention. Just this, if you really care so down. much about this issue, like, just, do you see the big stone building the down the street from you? Like, it's for real. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, it's definitely not. You're not going to find it at you know <laughs> at the pizza place in D.C. <laughs> it's not going to be at the Clintons' house that right. you're going to find this. Right. Just go down the street to that big stone building <laughs> and uh, with the pointy things at the top mm. and uh, just snoop around for 15 minutes. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll figure it out. <sighs> well, if you have uh, something that you would like to, to take us to task for or chime in about, uh, please feel free to do so, kids. Uh, the the uh, email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming right up. Hey, Dan. Hey. Guess what? <laughs> There's a lot of things that could come after that. Probably don't probably don't make it that open-ended because something bad will happen. Well, I've got some exciting news. Um, oh, okay. I like We need to announce news, yeah. a live stream event that we're going to be doing this next week. Um, That's right. It's uh, we're, We've dubbed it the 2020 TGIA Christmas Apocalypse live stream special with Frank and Dan. Um, it's going to be yeah. this Tuesday, which would be that is, that that is not that is the short version of the title, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there's there's an or there as well. Uh, no, uh -huh. it's on December 1st, uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, so that's 9 p.m. on the East Coast, 6 p.m. on the Pacific Coast and Central Time Zone. You're just going to have to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> nobody can nobody can do that kind of math. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is just a, we're just going to say hi to the patrons. This is just a hangout sesh. Yep. Uh, so if you guys, so if you're not a patron now, you've got plenty of time. Uh, just dive in. Uh, if you are a patron, we'll, we hope to see you. If you can't make it, no problem. This is a quick thing. We're just, uh, we're just putting it out there. We're, we want to give 
more to the patrons, and this is one way that we're we're just exploring doing that. Yeah. Patrons and uh, uh, monthly donors on PayPal. We've we've also figured right. yeah, that yeah, one yeah. out. So everybody's going to be uh, receiving an email on how to join in. Um, there'll also be instructions uh, and more information, I guess, up on our website, which is thankgodimatheist.com. Uh, so you can check that out as well. Um, yes. And then... And now, uh, we, we need to talk about... Uh, you know, you and I have been given shit to uh, prophets uh, who, no. who predicted no. the wrong person would be elected president what? of the United States of America. Prophets were wrong? Never. Yeah. Never, Dan. Uh, well, I don't, I don't remember. I, th- I don't remember taking that stance. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing about prophets getting it wrong. Uh, over the nine years that we have done this little little show of ours... <laughs> We have heard a lot of prophecies that were incorrect. The show started because of a prophecy. And what we almost never get to hear is anyone acknowledging that fact. Mm, because oh. the, the proper way to handle a, missed, a prophecy gone wrong is to pretend like it never happened and ignore it and never talk <laughs> about it ever, ever again. Shut up, la, 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 la. Nobody did anything, la, 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 la. Right. Well, uh, we, we do have a clip. This is uh, Sid Roth, who, if you'll recall a few weeks ago, a month or two ago, uh, he was the guy that was hosting the giant and now we will all speak in tongues thing that tur- just turned into a cacophony of and uh, so he's a delight. <laughs> uh, and this is him being asked about... Uh, well, the prophecies that he himself hosted multiple times on his show that were positive that Trump was going to win. (laughs) So what would you say, Sid, now that we're on the other side of the election, things didn't quite turn out the way um, many people anticipated. What does that mean for the prophets and the prophetic? Were those words fake or what's your take on that? Well, first of all, there's an old saying Uh, that I remember even before I was a believer, it's not over till the fat lady sings. I believe that President Trump won, W-O-N, and will win, even though it was taken away from him. Uh, That's my opinion. However, I also believe it'll probably go to the Supreme Court. So. Uh, You have to understand how faith operates. I believe the word of God. I believe the prophets. Now, having said that, I'm going to do the, I'm going to take the other side of the coin. If they are all wrong, it doesn't destroy my faith in God. It destroys my faith in the accuracy of the prophets. But I, I still have faith in the prophets because my faith is in the word of God. Uh, I, I absolutely believe Trump is going to win. I haven't given up one iota. Um, uh, admittedly, sometimes I can't watch the news, but I'm not being an ostrich. I'm saying I think that President Trump is a very intelligent man, has an extremely intelligent staff, And he would have just given up and said, I'll run in four more years or whatever. Uh, 
if he had lost. I do not believe he'd be spending all that money and all that energy and all that time if he didn't think there was a legitimate chance for him to win. Oh boy, <laughs> such a, he's an intelligent man. Why well, would he be hey, doing he's, this if he wasn't? He's an intelligent man. <sighs> Everyone surrounding him. I don't know if you've uh, checked out Trump's legal team, uh, but with Rudy, uh, Melty Rudy as the head, <laughs> how can anything go wrong? It's a, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, a I know, it's amazing, a, right? So this guy, he's God has told him, right? That Trump would win, and he—he's he, yeah. not giving up hope, right? He thinks that this is going to go to the Supreme Court, right? That yeah. there's still a way for Trump to win, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I'm sort of—you know—we were talking about this before the show, you know, sort of—is uh, there what, what tricks are still there, right? Like, is yeah. there something? But but that window is closing for me, right? Like, and and it's sure. obviously closing for 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 trump and reality and everything as well um but ultimately at the end of the day when that finally happens right like will he will sid roth actually go like lose his lose faith in his own prophecy right and therefore yeah. wouldn't it follow in the god that told him that prophecy <laughs> right provided it well, like is it like can he ever trust those feelings ever again? Yeah, he will. Yeah, he totally oh will trust God. those feelings I, again. I love the idea that I I wouldn't lose faith in God. I would just lose faith in the prophets, <laughs> even though the prophets are the word of God. Right. But I don't, but that's not, but then I lose faith in them. But then the God, God <laughs> and then he explodes. <laughs> And then, and then he has to, and then he has to like change the subject to uh, to the Supreme Court and how smart Trump is and all oh. this stuff. Wow. Anyway, hey, we had some folks write into us. Uh, let's start with Max in Mississippi, who says, "I was thinking about the story you reported last week about a young woman who was forced to listen to a recording of her rape by the Jehovah's Witnesses. That was a delightful little story, wasn't it?" Mm. Uh, where is the line between religion and the law? To put it another way, where is the line between a religious's, religion's practices, rituals, and teachings and the civil and criminal law? In some cases, such as child molestation and rape, the line seems clear. In other cases, the state has forced parents to provide their children with life-saving medical treatment despite the parents' legal protestations uh, and religious arguments. But what about practices like exorcism perform, exorcisms performed on children or terrorizing children with stories about uh, the apocalypse and hell mm. or shaming a woman into concealing her rape? I know that Christopher Hitchens likened religion and religious indoctrination to child abuse, but what have, what have the courts held in cases like the one you, dis you discussed last week? Well, uh, I think we got a little taste of that with this week's story about the uh, <sighs> the child, the torture of gay kids. Yeah. They're cool with it it's as long a, as it's religious. As long as it's religious, it's hard for the courts yeah. to care what you're doing. Uh, it like no. Then here's the thing: I get why no judge wants to be the judge that rules on the side against christianity or against religion like why you don't want to be seen as 
that judge, but it's just unconscionable how how much leeway is given to religion, especially in this country, but in lots of countries. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. See. Anyway, uh, do you remember last week, Frank? We I did a story about uh, about a, a bridge in Edmonton, Alberta. Mm. And how that bridge was was to be lit up, uh, and they wanted it to be lit up for uh, anti some some sort of anti-abortion thing, but they refused to do it <laughs> anyway. Uh, we had Roberta write into us from Edmonton. Hi, ah. Dan and Frank. Imagine my surprise to hear my cold northern hometown mentioned on your show. <laughs> and then your segment about coping with COVID and your talk of outdoor exercise. Well, here is a photo I took, and obviously uh, Roberta sent a lovely photo of the bridge. Uh, This is a photo I took last week of the actual high-level bridge lit in purple. Hmm. I took this while on a winter bike ride Hmm. on a lovely negative seven degrees Celsius (laughs) night. Seven degrees, negative seven degrees Celsius in the 20s. (laughs) In uh, in, in real, yeah, it's very cold. I have been winter cycling for twenty plus years, and it is critical to my physical and mental well-being. Since our winters are long and cold, and yes, they are. I've been in Alberta winters before, oh, uh, and the days are very short. I do longer rides, including errands like the, to the library on week weekend days when it's often sunny but cold, and nighttime rides during the week. I stud my own tires and have a dedicated beater winter bike. Best winter exercise ever, but the hardest part psychologically is getting out the door. Once Ugh. I'm on the bike, it's great. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Wow. Good Oof. for you. You're you brave. A, uh, a braver person than I, Roberta. <laughs> yeah. That is uh, not something I'm ugh, not looking forward to that. That's, I, w- I, I mean, because it's one thing uh, just to be out in the cold, right? But when you're moving swiftly through the cold, right? Oh, like it just, yeah. it just the, the, the breeze on yeah, the level to which she must be bundled up. It must be incredible. Oh, there must be yeah. no exposed skin anywhere. And I don't know how you would do that. Listen, an Alberta winter, uh, we, you know, it can get 40 yeah. degrees below zero. I'm, I'm guessing you're not out there not for that biking stuff. at 40 yeah, below, but, but like... Whew, that wind, that prairie wind blows and it cuts right through every parka you can put on. <sighs> anyway, you're you're a, you're a stalwart person, Roberta. <laughs> um we we do have some uh a, some folks to thank. Mm-hmm. Uh Sylvie has given us a one-time donation over there to PayPal. Ooh. Thank you so much, Sylvie. Well, thank you. Uh, that's that's lovely. Uh, and one other person, I we think. We do, yeah. We have our top donor, Dan, our Lord and Savior, Bevis. And with what these folks have done, and what you can do too, uh, if you like what you hear on the show, you can you can help make it happen uh, by going to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the support tab. Uh, and then there's a couple different ways you can support us. And you know what? If if financial support isn't in your means at the moment. But you still want to, to help us out, you can also go to whatever listening platform you find us on uh, and write us a review. Leave us uh, some nice comments. Uh, that's also an incredible way to help us out. Um, it helps us show up a little bit higher in like search 
you know, on, on those same platforms. And so, yeah, yeah. It's, any way you can help us is greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Dan. Hello. Yes. Hi. Are we still doing this? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm still still here. Uh, okay. Uh, are you a, as big a fan of hashtags as I am? <laughs> no. Obviously not. <laughs> Definitely oh, Dan, not. Dan, I'm just always like hashtagging things. You know, like you are no. You have never hashtagged in your whole <laughs> life. Well, not effectively. I can tell you that. No, um, that's true. But nonetheless, uh, this week, a 96-year-old man, well, a few <laughs> weeks ago, a 96-year-old man. Nobody, no uh, less a, a an expert on social media <laughs> than nonagenarian <laughs> Russell M. Nelson of the Mormon Church. Uh, he, uh, he suggested to his followers through, I mean, it was well-executed social media. Right. Um, they he announced it in a video that was on a blog that was shared on Twitter and Facebook and wherever else people go. I wonder. Do you think the LDS yeah. Church has a TikTok? Do you think they're, they're TikToking <laughs> yet? I I can't imagine that they do. <laughs> I they, almost uh... can't imagine that they don't. To be honest. Oh, they probably do. Oh, I hope. Oh, God. Now I'm going to have to look that up later and just see what what they might post. Uh, anyway, so he gets on uh, and, 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 and it had been hyped for a while. Right, Dan? Like, yeah. like the church was yeah, sort they've of been, teasing they... that there was going to be something coming out from the prophet. Right. Yeah. Big deal for a big deal video. That's going to be an, an address to the to the members and like. And that's and this is an unusual yeah. thing. We should be clear that like the prophet doesn't do YouTube videos. Right. Like that's not that's not his bag. <laughs> and so I guess did you see this stuff or hear about it? Like corners of the the, the Mormon social media sphere um, where members were like speculating hard oh, about yeah. what was oh, going to happen. Interesting. I didn't actually see any My of that, but sister, yeah, of course they'd get into it. Uh, sort of pointed me in the right direction uh, on this one. Um, and, uh, apparently, uh, like, people thought it was going to be the call to Zion. Like, they, they thought that, like, oh my that God. this was, the, the second coming was happening and that the Mormons uh, were going to be moving back to Missouri. This is part of their <laughs> Jesus whole thing. gave them right? a... Jesus gave them a several weeks heads up so that they could hype <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. Cause that's how oh Jesus God. would work these days. Right. Well, nonetheless, <laughs> it wasn't that, uh, sadly, no. as, as somebody who lives in no. Utah, sadly, they're not all leaving. Um, right. But I could say this. I, I even was speculating a little bit. I wondered if it was just, I mean, I, so I was hoping because we live in Utah and Utah is terrifying right now mm, for COVID that it would be like, it would be a call to people to like do the right thing and mask up yeah. when they go out and not have big family get togethers and like all the things to prevent <laughs> coronavirus from killing more people. Mm. He's a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he, he knows what, you know, how viruses, can, how bad viruses can be. He was a, he was a cardiothoracic surgeon. Yeah. Back in his, you know, a hundred years ago. He was involved in like he... some of the first heart transplants, right? Like, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, he was a he. I mean, he's a he. So you would think that like maybe he could get it right about Corona. <laughs> nope. That no, it. that's not what this that's was. This was about something to heal you even better than not catching a virus. Yeah, so he announces the, a hashtag. All of this is to <laughs> announce a hashtag. Uh, hashtag it's, give it, thanks with instructions to, for the for the faithful to li- literally the words were flood social media with posts about yeah what they're thankful for. In the lead up, he literally instructed 14 million Mormons <laughs> in the world, or however many are right. actually Mormon in, in the a world. global religion that they're trying, they're they're pushing hard that they're global. Uh, yeah. He pushes an American holiday. <laughs> he basically says he wanted he wanted to he wanted all, everybody to make their social media their gratitude journal. That's what he uh, said, bleh. and. What he managed to do, rather than, you know, employing the considerable resources of his church, of his organization, to help anyone in any appreciable real way, (laughs) what he managed to do was turn everybody's Mormon friend into an insufferable Pollyanna asshole (laughs) for one week. On on social media. <laughs> oh no! Like, what kind of stuff did you see, Dan? Oh my God! It was just—it's like, you know what? If you were going to be like, if it was going to be this heartfelt, like, deeply considered thing, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But nine hundred percent of them were. I just—I'm so grateful for my spouse. I just love them so much. And it's like, okay, yeah, <laughs> but that's not. <laughs> This is not where the healing power of gratitude is. Also, fuck you for making people who are suffering right now have to, like, you know what? Like, we, we're we not all going to be grateful in a moment where the world is upside down and everybody's pretty upset. Right. You know what I mean? Don't make me, like, if I need to focus on gratitude, that's great. And it's a good, you know, sometimes gratitude can be very, very helpful. Uh, but also sometimes you need to be mad or you need to be sad or you need to be hurt. No, the Lord uh, told him that he needed to do this. This was all part, like, that's also a big part of this is that this is one of his wake up in the middle of the night things, right? Where right. the Lord, this is his thing. He, the Lord speaks to him in the middle of the night and he wakes up and he writes it down. Right. And this was one <sighs> of those. He woke up yeah. with this idea and this is the execution of it. Right. Yeah, he managed to get some digs in about uh, about Black Lives Matter. He, I mean, he did say that racism was bad, but then he also was like, and you know, all this violence is bad, and blah blah blah. <laughs> so that was that was cute, you know. And then that ongoing uh, violence that yeah, <laughs> with the protests that just, just keep happening. It's just <sighs> so. And you know, do you remember back in March? when the Mormon church called for a giant fast to end the pandemic. Yeah. How did that go? And did the, where did that, did it work? Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems to have worked. Uh, they don't seem to acknowledge that there's any problem anymore. Um, although he did, he did sort of make a blushing uh, comment about, about masking he, or no, he said, he just said the pandemic is there and 
there was an image on the video of someone putting on a mask. So uh, okay. That was great. Okay. But then there's a but the thing that kills me is that back in March when they had this fast, they were like, "Look, we're leading the world. Even the Catholics are joining in in our fast." And it's like Cause it's Lent, motherfuckers. You invented fasting during Lent, <laughs> and now, amazingly, they're inventing thankfulness right at the end of November. They're innovators. These guys are mid. They're. It's amazing how smart they are. <laughs> Next, they'll be inventing, you know, a fun big a holiday at the end of December too. <laughs> well. Let's see. Let's see what he wakes up with Ugh. in a couple weeks. Oh, my God. Uh, it's truly amazing. Yeah. They're so funny. So, but yeah. Yeah. I love that it, it just destroyed everybody's so, feed. I, so many people were so mad about it. People that, I, you know, yes, a bunch of, like, the angry atheists that I know uh -huh. were like, fuck this. The angry ex-Mormons or right. whatever. But also, just like people who I've never seen take a side on anything religious or anything, just going, oh my God, can they please shut up about this hashtag give thanks? Uh, just because it was it was so banal all the time, and it's, and half the time it was just turned into a reason to brag. Right. Well, I'm yeah. so thankful that I have all of these creature comforts and that I'm able to travel when I am able to and the blah, and the blah, plastic blah. surgery. I have such a good plastic And I have surgery. perfect family and my family's so perfect and everything's great. Mm. No, there's never any trials or tribulations and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, you know, the one thing that was beautiful was how easy a hashtag like that is to totally hijack mm. because probably there was as many uh posts that were like so thankful to be out of that goddamn church oh. so thankful to not have to think about myself as a bad person for being gay hashtag give thanks wow you know like all of it i saw lots of those kinds of posts too because fuck that church yeah i wish there'd been more it's a big of cult that. yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely happened. I I stayed away from that. I was just like, oh, come on. Until, re I mean, I did use the hashtag recently when I was like, wait a minute. It's it's over. The week is over. Hashtag give thanks. <laughs> We're going to get our feeds back. So there That's you funny. go. All right. Uh, listen, if you guys uh, need to hashtag give thanks for anything, you can write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the address to do or that. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah! Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist, and click the like button. Also, on Facebook, we have the Members Only Lounge, and the best way to find yeah. it is to go to thankgodimatheist.com slash membersonly, and it will take you to where you need to go. It'll redirect you, because apparently Facebook's search doesn't take you there. So <laughs> do the explain search. that yeah. to me, Facebook. <laughs> Just go to our website nope, for help won't. on that one. Oh, thanks so much uh, to uh, Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. And a big thanks goes out to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And Dan, we kind of skipped it. Yeah. Uh, people should follow us on Twitter at TGI oh, yeah, Atheist. 
it is happening over at Twitter, so get yourself on over there. And just a reminder, if you like what you hear on the show, please visit our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and clicking on the support tab. Yeah, and check out Frank's new TikTok as well. Uh, <laughs> there is no TikTok, that's not, everybody. There, that's, that's, not that's not true. Um, and then, All of right. course, uh, another, just remember if you want to participate in the live stream, uh, you can become a patron. There's still time. Um, or yeah, yeah, if you are all if you are already a patron, be looking for that email from us. Woohoo! Thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.